Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for June 4th, 2021. Happy Friday! It's Friday. You did it. You made it. Well done. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a treat. Whatever whatever works for you. I'm going to go pour myself a frothy, delicious beverage after this, but whatever works for you, if it's a big bowl of ice cream or a nice walk around the block, treat yourself. Treat yourself. You did it, and you're going to have a fantastic weekend. I just know it. All right. So what did I want to talk about today? It, I've sort of had this thing mishmashing around in my brain, and it probably stemmed from what I was talking about yesterday. I touched on upgrades a little bit, and that was a, it was a triggering moment for me because I've been through many an upgrade of software, and many of them have not gone well. And that's not, that's not how it should be. So I, I want to set up this thing that I've kind of been thinking about. And the thing that I've been thinking about is in everyday life, we expect consumers not to be highly technical. And so we tend to develop products, or at least the products that are most successful are the ones that assume that the consumer is not going to have a high technical aptitude. And so the upgrade process or the user interface design is based off of that assumption. I don't think they're going to want to dig into operating system files or config files. I don't think they're going to want to go through a six, six different steps for an upgrade where they have to upgrade different components in a very specific order or everything breaks. Like I don't expect a consumer to have to do all of that stuff. And because I don't have that expectation, I'm saying I, the vendors who create software tend to create it in a way that's very straightforward for an upgrade. And let's think about what you typically upgrade as a consumer. Well, you typically upgrade, say, your Xbox when a new version of that software comes out. And that's a very straightforward process. It lets you know there's an update. You tell it, go ahead and install that update when I'm not around. And it installs the update and reboots. And that's true of like most of our consumer devices at this point is they will either install the update overnight when you're not using it, or they'll prompt you when there's an update and you can tell it when you want the update to happen. And in some cases, it's completely automatic. All of the apps on my phone, for instance, are set to automatically update. And when an update gets pushed, it checks overnight, it updates all the apps. And when I open an app in the morning or sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll find that it's a newer version of that app. And sure, I can disable that. But the experience for me is that updates and upgrades just happen. And beyond that, I'm not really involved. And even when I'm upgrading my operating system on, say, my phone, I I run Android, or I'm even upgrading Windows, most of the time, most of the time, that upgrade is smooth and flawless. Everything that worked before the upgrade continues to work after the upgrade. Maybe I have a few new features I can play with. Maybe the operating system is a little more secure because there were some security patches in there. Maybe it wants to take me on a tour of the new features and I almost always skip it because I'm trying to do something productive and not go on a tour of the operating system. But when you think about your average experience as a consumer of technology, your upgrade process is pretty seamless. Now, why do I bring all this up? Well, the reason I bring it up is on the other side of things, on the systems administrator side of things, it's a horror show. And I don't think I'm overstating that point. Upgrading systems when you're a systems admin 
is awful. I remember rebuilding systems because I was too terrified to upgrade. In fact, it was common practice when I was a vSphere admin to build a new vCenter server that was the new version, rebuild hosts with the new version of ESXi, and migrate those hosts over to the new vCenter. Like we would literally set up a new vCenter with potentially some new hardware, and then we would stand up some new ESXi servers. We would migrate the servers over to the new vCenter, migrate the workloads, and shut the old vCenter down and decommission it. That was standard practice. You never upgraded in place. That's awful. It was an awful process. It required hours to days to months of planning, depending on the size of the and complexity of the environment. And it was fairly clear that the people designing the systems were not looking out for the sysadmin and the ease of upgrade. In fact, there were times where there was no in-place upgrade. The only choice you had was to build a new vCenter server. And this is true of other software that I worked on. Planning an upgrade in Microsoft Exchange was weeks long, even for a relatively small environment. And even after weeks of planning, something would almost inevitably go wrong and you would have to fix it on the fly. And that was a terrible experience. And that's just email. I can think of countless other times where I went through some sort of upgrade process. Maybe I was upgrading the operating system version on a file server and the file server never came back and I had restore from backup. That definitely happened. Maybe it was a file system cluster and upgrading one of the nodes in the wrong order took the whole cluster down. Maybe I was upgrading backup software and there were some prerequisites that I missed. And now because I didn't do the one or two pre one or two prerequisites, I have to start over from scratch. Those kind of upgrade experiences are awful. And I think the only reason that we allow them to be awful is because there's an expectation that when you're in a technical role, like a sysadmin or someone in operations, there's an expectation that the work should be hard, that it should be difficult to do things. I think that's genuinely the expectation. I have to say, the first time I upgraded a piece of software and it was easy and seamless, I almost felt like I was cheating a little bit. Like when I moved stuff to Office 365 and now I didn't have to do the exchange upgrades and new features just rolled in for me, I felt like I was cheating. I felt like I was no longer doing my job because I didn't have to slog out this weeks long upgrade for people. I just moved them to Office 365 and now you don't have to deal with upgrades anymore. It just does it on its own. And that's true of a lot of stuff in the cloud. And so for that reason, it gave us sort of a glimpse of how upgrades and software updates could be. And I don't know why we haven't pushed back as a group on the vendor saying, you need to make your upgrade process as seamless and simple as what happens on the consumer side, because that's how it should be. And it's clear you're not designing your software with upgrades in mind. It's more of an afterthought of, oh, we've developed this new version. Now we have to figure out what the upgrade process is. No, the upgrades should be part of the process and it should be simple and straightforward for those of us who actually have to administer systems. And I see it time and time again, and it's not very simple. Now I do see that changing to a certain degree when it comes to cloud native applications 
that run in something like Kubernetes because it has the concept of a rolling upgrade. So you can roll out a new version of the application in containers. And if something goes wrong, it's easy to roll back to the previous version because it's all based off of an image. The hardest part is if you have a database involved and you do a schema upgrade or something, you're gonna have to roll that back too. That can be a little challenging, but once again, that's something that can be handled entirely by the deployment. And for as far as you're concerned, you apply the new deployment. It does a rolling upgrade. If things look good, awesome. If they don't, it rolls back. No big deal. That's how it should be. And it, it pains me when I deal with modern software, quote unquote, modern software, that still has this incredibly painful upgrade process. So that's that's my rant. That's the rant I alluded to yesterday. And it's the thing that still bothers me today. And it's something I'll push back on vendors on because it's not like sysadmins are asked to do less with more. They're always asked to do more with less. And by keeping the upgrade and maintenance tasks overly complicated, you're giving them more work that they don't need to do. They already have enough on their plate. So like I said, that that's my rant. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to end the week on a rant, but it was just, it was in my feels because I was dealing with some things this week that obviously uh, impacted what I wanted to talk about in my daily check-in. That'll do it for me for today and for the week. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, I'd love that. If you want to share it with a friend, I would love that even more. And I will give you a hug through the mic. Mm, there you go. Hug through the mic. Until next week. Stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.